Despite the lopsided scores in Game 1 and Game 2 against the Carolina Hurricanes, there is reason to believe the Boston Bruins can come back in this series. However, they'll have to do it tonight without Hampus Lindholm, and they're going with Jeremy Swayman in net over Linus Allmark. Will there be any more lineup changes? We'll have to see here as the morning skate is upon us. Uh, But we're going to talk about all this and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, rocking the vintage Bruins hat today. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube. And uh, I really do appreciate all those who listen on a regular basis, a daily basis, making it your first listen every day. Uh, Thank you so much. Today is Friday, May 6th. We are about eight hours away from Game 3 of a first-round series between our Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. The Bruins down 0-2 in the series and have to be as good as they have been down the stretch in order to get back in this series. We'll talk about that in a moment, but first a quick reminder to... Follow at LockedNHLBruins on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Still personally in COVID-19 protocols. Had to miss my first three-pitch game of the season last night, which was a bummer. But uh, hopefully getting better as the weekend progresses. So the Bruins have been outscored 10-3 in this series so far, 8-3 if you remove empty net goals. Dating back to the regular season, they have just been schooled by the Carolina Hurricanes uh, since the beginning of 2021-2022. So why do I think it's possible they could come back in this series? Well, if we look at the underlying numbers, the Bruins... As of this morning, have been the better team five on five. In fact, out of all 16 teams, they rank fourth in shot attempts for in five on five play. They have 96 attempts versus 76 for the Carolina Hurricanes. When it comes to shots, they are second. 54 shots for, 36 shots against. Again, this is at 5-on-5. High danger chances for the Bruins rank 5th, 26-20. And when it comes to expected goals for, the Bruins rank 3rd, 4.18 to 2.46. Now, obviously where this series has shifted is... Um, special teams and Boston's inability to score at 5-on-5. 
their shooting percentage through two games at five on five is 3.7. That's 15th out of all 16 NHL teams. The Calgary Flames, if you can believe it, have failed to score at five on five. They are one and one in their series. Boston's goaltending has also been an issue. Their save percentage, 5-on-5, is 83.33. And that comes back to Bruce Cassidy talking the other day about the timely saves. Long-time listeners of the podcast know that I have spoken before about PDO. That is shooting percentage and save percentage added together uh, with the belief that Most teams will average out around an even 100 over the course of, you know, a season or, you know, that's where they should be. If you look at all uh, 16 teams at the moment, number eight in PDO is the St. Louis Blues at 1.006, ninth Minnesota Wild, 0 Point nine nine four. So, right in the middle of those two teams, eight and nine is that one hundred mark. The Bruins right now are sixteenth at zero point eight seven zero. That's because of their low shooting percentage and because of their low save percentage at five on five. So here's why there's reason for optimism. If that number even tonight can begin to move closer to that 100 level, the Bruins should be okay. They're getting the lion's share of shot attempts, shots, high danger chances, expected goals. I don't want to blame it all on puck luck and say the Bruins should be up to nothing. You know, they should have won those two games. Obviously, there are reasons why they're down to nothing in this series. A lot of that is their inability to score on the power play. A lot of that is being penalized quite frequently in game two, where, you know, they, uh, the Hurricanes went two for nine in the power play, were given many, in fact, three five on three opportunities. So the Bruins were playing shorthanded quite often. Uh, they were also on the power play for a bit, made good on one of those opportunities. Assume the majority. Five on five. The Bruins have been the better team. Therefore, you know, if they can get out to a good start in game three, maybe get a goal two past, uh, you know, either Karkachekov or Anti Ranta, both of whom are skating this morning. So Ranta can be back. Alexander who covers the um, Hurricanes, saying Kachetkov is in the starter's crease. So again, he... As is Jeremy Swayman, the Bruins need to be all over him early and um, try to make things more difficult for the youngster. If they can capitalize early, then they have a good chance of coming out of this one uh, down 2-1 in the series. Far ahead, take it one game at a time.
that for the Bruins. Decision to go with Swayman and also the injury to Hampus Lindholm, but it appears as though I was right in my assessment that there was going to be at least one change on the forward lines, and that is for Trent Frederick. Uh, multiple reporters who are on the scene at Morning Skate pointing to Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak on the top line, Taylor Hall, Eric Howla, Jake DeBrusque on the second line, Thomas Nosick jumping up on the third line to play with Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith. And then on the fourth line, you have Nick Felino, Curtis Lazar, and Chris Wagner. Chris Wagner, of course, had played all season for the Providence Bruins. He was recalled prior to the postseason for the final game against the Maple Leafs. Half experience. He can play a similar as the experience to kind of season for Providence. Goals, 12 in 62 games, and the Bruins will be leaning on his experience and his abilities in this one, to be sure. So that's, you know, um, it is coming to fruition. Chris Wagner coming for Trent Frederick, and he'll play on the fourth line. Now, before we move on to Chris Lindholm's status, the decision to play tonight, with summer coming, you're going to need some food on the go, and Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on or to the beach, on a hike. They're healthy and delicious. You don't have to good-tasting snacks for a hell bar, you can have both. Easy. All you have to do is .com in order. Uh, Built Bar, make sure there's something for everyone with their delicious raspberry, double chocolate, so many more. They're delicious. There's new flavors coming out all the time. And they make them taste great first, and then make sure they're healthy with about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, Four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15%. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15%. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so again, Chris Wagner coming in for Trent Frederick, Thomas Nosek being bumped up to the third line. Uh, I can't say I love that per se. I would have maybe rather, I don't know if Nick Foligno would be up there, but, um, 
you need someone who can play with Coyle and Smith if you're taking Frederick out. They did have a lot of chemistry, but uh, Thomas Nosek doesn't really have a nose for the net, although his name might uh, suggest otherwise. And so it will be difficult to see them generating much offense, but if they can play strong defensively, then that will be a bonus. Now, Jeremy Swayman will be getting the start, making his postseason debut, his first career playoff start as well. He played last year, but in relief of Tuka Rask. Bruce Cassidy said he thought Allmark has been fine. Uh, They've got to do a better job at the other end. But if it ends up being a 2-1 game, they need a performance where they get that timely save and give guys some life. That's where they're at right now. They're scoring goals. They're not giving many up. That is the Carolina Hurricanes. And say they go down 2-1, they need Swayman to keep it 2-1 instead of the past two games where it's gotten to 4-1, 4-2, and then they kick in that empty netter to seal it. Cassidy's not saying that Allmark is the reason they lost. He's not, but Swayman's going to be in there. He'll get his opportunity. They talked maybe at some point using both, so it's going to be Swayman Friday night, and hopefully he's up for the task. They're also forced to make a change on the blue line, where Mike Riley is coming in for Hampus Lindholm, who was ruled out after leaving Game 2 with an upper body injury. Uh, I, I listened to the... 32 Thoughts podcast this morning where um, where Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman discussed the fact that Lindholm and Ricard Raquel were both injured the other night on, uh, on heavy hits. And they wondered if the fact that the Ducks hadn't played in the postseason for a while, both players had been kind of in, I don't want to say you know, uh, easy mode or kind of just playing as though they knew they weren't going to be in the playoffs before being traded, but they didn't have that mentality perhaps. And that's maybe a reason why they may have let their guards down or what, what have you resulting in those hits. That's just their theory. It's interesting, but for the, And we know that Lindholm didn't play too many games with the Bruins as well to get in that playoff mode. Food for thought anyways. Hopefully he's okay and could be back at some point in the series. But Riley going in for now, he's a left shot. He's played a lot of games with the Bruins. He's played with McAvoy. He's played with Carlo. So there shouldn't be any adjustment period in terms of who he's playing with. The adjustment period for him will be getting injected into a very intense physical playoff series again that goes into not playing heavy intensive hockey down the stretch he's got to be prepared for that type of hockey Um, and then yesterday he did say that there could be some changes to the forwards and we're seeing that at the morning skate Riley has been paired with McAvoy Grizzly Carlo and then Forbort and Clifton so that's the lineup that we have for the Bruins. Not all four lines getting a new look for the Bruins to start. 
the so-called perfection eggplant line, as I like to call them, reunited up top. DeBrusque playing with Hall and Halla. Um, Nosek, Coyle, Smith, Felino, Lazar, Wagner. With all those changes in the bottom six, not sure if it's wise to change what had been working up top, but that's uh, what Bruce Cassidy has decided to do for the time being. We could see things mixed up, of course, as we go along. Again, the Bruins have been the better team 5-on-5, one of the better teams in the playoffs through two games, small sample size, of course. And that only means as much as you are able to put the puck in the net. They need to get at Kokachev early. They need to score early. They need to limit their penalties. All the cliches need to be broken out. A full 60, pucks in deep, hard to the net, finish your checks, um, score early, score often, take control of the game, keep the crowd in it, and let the Carolina Hurricanes know that they cannot come into TD Garden once again and embarrass the Bruins on home ice like they did on Willie O'Ree night. I want to talk now about Bet Online, your number one source for all betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. I wanted to touch on some supplemental discipline that was handed down to the Bruins after Game 2. Boston's Brad Marchand was fined $5,000 for slashing Carolina goalie Kachetkov, and Derek Forbort was fined $5,000 for high-sticking Teuvo Teravainen. He got a four-minute minor for that one. Uh, no fines for Kachetkov, who initiated that with Marshan by slashing him first, well out of his crease. Uh, interestingly as well, no fine to Pasternak, despite the fact that he injured Antiranta. Um, no doubt there will be some, uh, chippiness in tonight's game and the Bruins need to keep things under control, not take those extra penalties in the scrums, allow Carolina to try to initiate things, but stand down, don't take that extra minor, uh, and play smart, disciplined hockey. So that is the scene here. Heading into Game 3, goes tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, at TD Garden. Um, You know, it's easy to write the Bruins off 
because of how Carolina has played against them all season and injury to Lindholm. I don't want to, you know, it's also easy to say, look, the Bruins have done it before in the past. They were down 0-2 to Montreal in 2011. After losing two games at home, they were down 0-2 to the Vancouver Canucks in the final that year. It's difficult to do. It's not unheard of. Uh, and obviously tonight is a pivotal game. If they go down 3-0, that's only happened. Very rarely we know it's happened. It can happen as Bruins fans, but uh, very unlikely to happen. Um, so they need to win tonight. They need to come out guns blazing and uh, lay the body, get a puck behind the goalie, and uh, and then go from there. Uh, a few other games on tap tonight. The Leafs Lightning will be playing, uh, as well as the... Um, who else is playing tonight? Blues Wild. And... Uh, what's the other game? Oilers-Kings. Uh, I'll, of course, be watching the Bruins game. Um, still off sick today, so... Uh, be checking out the season finale of Outer Range, which I'm very much enjoying right up my alley. Um, while being off with COVID, I've watched The Batman, finished Moon Knight. Uh, what else? Gonna check out the newest episode of Under the Banner of Heaven, which is really great. If you haven't seen that yet, uh, do check that out over the weekend. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll have hockey to talk about on Monday when we're back here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Obviously, we'll have Game 4 to talk about, hopefully a Game 5 as well. Since the Bruins do play tonight and Sunday, probably I'll jump on tomorrow and record a bonus podcast to talk about tonight's game, uh, and hopefully it's a happy podcast. Um, but yeah, the top six tonight I think will be key. They really need to carry the load the bottom six needs to be smart. Don't take those extra penalties. Four check. Clear the zone. Give Swayman all the support he needs. Play smart hockey. And um, I think the Bruins should be okay tonight. Let me know what you think. If you agree or disagree with my take heading into tonight's game, hit me up at Bruins or at ENC McLaren. And uh, I'm going to go grab some rest before tonight's game. And I hope you all have had a great week. Happy Friday. Go Bruins. Wearing the Marvel shirt right now, but I'm going to break out the Pevs jersey for tonight for some positive 2011 vibes. Uh, share with me at Locked NHL Bruins your fit for tonight's game. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Check out the Locked NHL podcast in your feeds for your second listen. And uh, we'll be back here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast sometime over the weekend. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.